The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently, Recently, rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker. I will not wear the mask. 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 I will not wear a mask. I will not get the vaccine. I will not get the vaccine. And I will not get the vaccine. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. In the Lord, I will praise his word. In God, I have put my trust, and I will not be afraid. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come to you. Do not hide your face from me in the day. For the Lord is the great God, and the great King above all. Rise up, O judge of the earth. Render punishment to the proud. Lord, how long will the wicked, how long will the wicked chime? Righteousness and justice are the foundation of this I hate the work of those who fall away. With my mouth I will make known your faithfulness to all generations. For I have said, mercy shall be built up forever. Your faithfulness you shall stand. On an instrument of ten strings, on the lute and on the harp, with harmonious sound. For you, O Lord, have made me glad through your works. I will you, triumph Lord, in the works of your are on high forevermore. For behold, your enemies shall perish. All the workers of iniquity shall be scattered. I will defy tyrants. 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 And with that, good morning, America. Welcome Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQRSTV, WXYZ people. All the boat rockers are in the house. And anybody else I may have missed, too, the Sons of Liberty Radio Show here on Red State Talk Radio. We use the Bible and the Constitution not to see who's on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live in the U.S.-occupied state of South Carolina. The editor at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, and for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warns you about. I hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God. Glad that you guys have joined us here on Rotten to the Core Wednesday. And if you want to check us out online, please do so. SonsOfLibertyRadio.com and also SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. In fact, if you're listening by way of Red State Talk Radio and you want to watch the video portion of the radio show, that's right, you can see the face that's made for radio. Head over to SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, scroll down on the right side of the page, and second video down. Click on the white arrow there of the green box and uh, blow that up on your device. And then you'll see Rumble in the bottom right-hand corner. Click on that, and you can join us in the chat. Lots of friends there, as well as our other platforms. We're on BeforeIt'sNews.com. They've graciously given us a place there at the top. Uh, You can check us out. We're streaming there live now. Also, DLive.TV at The Sons of Liberty. And we're on Twitch at Setting Brush Fires. And then if you've got a Roku device, we're on... Uh, cutting edge TV over there, and I think we're trying to 
some guy was carrying us somewhere on some TV station or something, uh, but he was picking it up off our Facebook feed. And as you know, uh, a couple of weeks ago, Facebook unpublished our page, three quarters of a million followers. And uh, so we, we've, we've lost all of that. Uh, so <clears throat> we may have another outlet, <clears throat> excuse me, that we're going to be streaming to shortly. Right above where we're streaming now is Bradley's show from yesterday, so if you missed that, I think Pete Santilli was on with him then. You can check that out up until 3 o'clock, and um, then he'll be live. Oh, I forgot to mention, we're also on Rumble. That's sort of our flagship, if you will, uh, for the video platforms, and that is Sons of Liberty Radio Live. If you go over there, uh, you can check us out. Be sure to subscribe to the channel. They send you a notification. Uh, got some friends in there this morning as well. Good to see you guys. And then right above where, we're, where our live streams are, is where you can enter your email address. Uh, we don't rent your email, sell it, or spam it. One email from us today, including the Morning Show Archive. So all the stuff we're going to talk about today, including the video and the podcast, will be in that and the resources that Lynn provides, as always. If you'd like to support the Sons of Liberty, you agree with our message, and you want to help keep us out there on the Internet, on the radio, and, uh, and in person, um, you can do so. There's a one-time donation button at the top of SonsLibertyMedia.com or... You can partner with us monthly as a son or daughter of Liberty, and we appreciate your support very much. We really do. And then our store is available this week. Uh, I didn't pull it up again, but the link is in the archives for our You Can Run Toboggans. Okay? I know you guys are the winter caps and things. We've been over this. It's a toboggan. <laughs> it's $10. And uh, you can get 30% off through Saturday night at midnight uh, when you use the promo code WINTER30. That's the number 30. Uh, winter and the number 30, all one word. And you get uh, 30% off there. Now, I want to just go over a couple of things here. These are some stories out on SonsOfLibertyMedia.com as of today. Until this Supreme Court is purged, you don't want them weighing in on any issue. (laughs) I agree. I totally agree. That's that's one of uh, Bradley's new articles. Also, this one is very encouraging, especially in light of the protest. That uh, that me and my son and Suzanne Hamner and Brian Bird came to on or went to on Saturday at Chick Fil A. Forget OSHA, DC, and the corrupt Supreme Court when it comes to the quote unquote vaccine mandates. This state is defying them no matter what the Supreme Court rules. This is the state of Iowa. See, this is Tenth Amendment stuff. This is where they're exercising the rights of the people and of the state. Okay. It, this is this has nothing to do with federal government, and uh, as far as I'm concerned, federal government can go jump in the lake that's around up there in the swamp uh, as far as any of the Supreme Court rulings or any of these unconstitutional mandates. Also, this is new out. Uh, Christian thought will change the course of history, and the county's authority is one area it will impact. This is the new video. You guys remember when we had Matt Trujillo on, and he was going to have that um, county... Uh, country event and now they're releasing all the talks his is the first one tomorrow we're going to get another one from a pastor who was he barely he barely escaped with his life from a tyrant in another country so all of these are going to be coming out this is the first installment of that i think it runs 15 minutes or so the video does you can check that out at sonslibertymedia.com and finally if you didn't see the protest (laughs) <laughs> that we did on Saturday, you can do that. Uh, so you can check out the video there, all three hours if you want to sit for it. Um, <clears throat> but it's basically the same stuff that we've been given on the air. It's the same information. It's the same scripture references that we 
bullhorned out to Chick-fil-A. It's the same parts of the Constitution that we bullhorned out to Chick-fil-A. And uh, if you want to check that out, that's on at sonsoflibertymedia.com. You can check that out uh, even today. All right, now we've got some special guests. <clears throat> I want to let you know that some of what we're going to talk about today is going to lead up to tomorrow. And I did the interview yesterday with uh, Pastor Kerry Gordon, uh, who... And I gave the video, I gave the DVD to my son-in-law so he could watch it. But I uh, did that interview, and boy, you want to talk, this guy, it was it was like talking with Pastor Artur. Uh, it's very, it's anointed, I, there's no doubt about it, you're going to enjoy it. Um, you might even be challenged in some areas too, but we're going to air that tomorrow. But we're going to be saying some things today uh, during the Rotten of the Core show that are going to lead up to that. And so to help me do that is, as always, the Common Core diva, Lynn Taylor. And we also have, back to the Sons of Liberty again, is Jake Kleisick. I got it right. I did get it right. Good morning, guys. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's great to have you back, and uh, I'm looking forward to this. So, Lynn, you want to kick us off as to, we're kind of picking up from what we had last week. We were talking about this common right. word thing. So do you want to pick yes. up and kind of help people into that? Sure. And uh, let me just start off by saying last week, if you did not get to see our show, uh, Tim's going to throw it in the archives for you. But we did go over this uh, common purpose. And uh, let's say, oh, that was two weeks ago. Then last week was common word. And that all ties back into common core, which, of course, is what we dedicate Wednesdays to. And they're all connected through the not only the United Nations, but through all the declarations that will unite every entity, including uh, the Louisiana Covenant that was signed back in the 70s by many world religious leaders to let's bring religion together, let's bring the efforts to have people come to Jesus, be a unified effort. But where they went wrong was when they signed the uh, agreement to uphold the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals and then pass it off as this is our way of not only saving your soul, but saving our planet and modeling Jesus because this is what Jesus would do. And the United Nations has nothing that Jesus would do, not in the vein that the United Nations is saying. And so that's how we tied it all in. And the common word excuse me, the common purpose is a global effort by our governments. And Chicago is the hub for not only North America, but South America as well as making sure that these these Marxist ideas come into our nation to support the sustainable development goals. And of course, we know that filters down into not only K through 12 public education, but we have found this in our communities, our libraries, our churches. We have found this in uh, homeschool curriculum, in hybrid uh, education, in higher education, because you can't have a conformed nation if you have citizens who are still free thinkers. And with that, I'm going to let Jake have a response to what he has been able to connect since he saw last week's show. Thanks, Lynn. Um, so, you know, one of the things you're looking at here is basically UNESCO's role in basically setting up like a global religion and sort of pumping it through uh, the education systems of, of the various countries of the world. Uh, and, you know, we could actually tie this all the way back to the, the uh, first director general of uh, UNESCO, which is uh, Julian Huxley. 
And, you know, he was a eugenicist and he's the guy that uh, coined transhumanism. And, and uh, I would I would say that uh, underneath, you know, all of the, you know, come together sort of hands across the, the globe type rhetoric, uh, you know, trying to tie together all the various world religions is actually a is really the new age and, you know, the idea of the, the new man or the new human. And that is a eugenic concept and a transhumanist concept. And so really I would say that the undergirding, the real religion underneath uh, the, the rhetoric of combining the world religion is really a religion of scientism, eugenics, and transhumanism in which uh, human beings are going to become their own gods, so to speak, uh, which is actually a, a Luciferian or a satanic principle. So, so I would say that, you know, under the guise of we're all the Abrahamic religions, and I know they tie together the, the Hindu stuff as well. So it's, you know, it's not just the right. idea of tying together the, the three Abrahamic religions. It's really all the world's religions. Mm-hmm. And, um, but, but what's, what's under that is really man or humanity becoming uh, his or its own god. Right. Absolutely. Yeah, they're they're and, following they're following after their father, aren't they? The devil. And you know, just for clarification, you know, we made we made reference to the quote unquote Abrahamic religions, but when you break it down how scripture gives it, there's only one Abrahamic religion. That's the that's the Christian one because as we read from Paul in Galatians, it's the children of Abraham who have the faith of Abraham. And Jesus called out those who called themselves Jews, who called themselves children of Abraham, and he says, You're of your father the devil, because they didn't believe in him. And I say the same thing about Islam. Now that may be offensive to them. I'm not trying. I'm not trying to be offensive, but the message is offensive to them that you're following after. A, you're not following after Abraham. You're following after your father, and so that's why the message of the gospel is offensive. It's a rock of offense, and that's why we call them to repent and to come to the true Abrahamic religion. Not not meaning to make a, a huge deal, but I, I do think it's an important point to separate out who is actually following Abraham here uh, and who's fraudulently calling Abraham their father. Lynn, I didn't mean to interrupt you there. No, 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 you're fine. You're fine. I just wanted to point out how this all can tie back as well to the Noahide laws, because we know that the Noahide laws are based in Marxist principles. And we can trace those all the way back to the Sadducees and Pharisees who had it out for Christians and those who profess Jesus as their savior. And these were their twisted uh, ways. But where this has inserted itself into education was uh, through Jimmy Carter's relationship with Rebbe Schneerson. And so you have a faction of the Jewish faith that has now come on board with this Marxism as well. And so we have a clip for you from one of the current rabbis who is preaching that how Noahide needs to become the universal law. But what folks don't understand is not only was it woven into our education system through Jimmy Carter, but it has been supported by every president ever since. George Bush the first is the one who signed it into law. And before Bush the first, it was under proclamation. And now it's executive order. But what I wanted to point out was that this universal law divides people. It does not unite people and it punishes people. And as we said in last week's show, Tim, with this common purpose, where common purpose sets up the measuring system for who gets punished or who gets to be rewarded, this Noahide system will be the corporal punishment. Jake? Okay. 
So, you know, uh, one of the things that I've often thought about with, uh, so with this idea of transhumanism comes technocracy and with technocracy comes social credit. And I've often in my mind thought of social credit as basically a world without grace. And it's this world where everything you do, think of like the Old Testament law under the Pharisees where everything you do was they were going to hammer you with it right and you were going to constantly be on this hamster wheel of constantly trying to atone for your sins and you could never you could never get out of it right and yeah. as soon as you left the temple with your sacrifice you know you walk outside and you're back at it again and so mm-hmm. uh, in some ways i would say that the it's sort of bringing back that you know this world without grace which is which is in christ yeah oh yeah absolutely Jake, and, we- you know I'm sorry. Would, would let me let me ask you a question, Jake. Would you say that um, that what's going on there and what they're setting up with the social credit score? Would you say it's more uh, akin to uh, something that is the letter of the law rather than the spirit of it? I'm not wanting to take away from the letter of the law, but there's a spirit of that. We talk about the law, the laws, and equity within our constitution. Um, where, where, where grace come, grace comes outside the law. And so we have some of that combined in that. Would you say that that, that's what they're missing in all of this? Yeah. Right. So, I mean, so as as Christ says, you know, when they, they say, well, are you trying to abolish the law with, with his idea of, of grace and forgiveness? He says, no, I'm trying to fulfill it. And what that means is that, right. The letter of the law was basically meant to, to get you to act the way you, you should. And to basically, um, you know, avoid various conflicts. And, you know, ultimately what happens when you, you know, have used the law as sort of a, of a bludgeon is that, right, you, you just sort of, it becomes, it, it exacerbates those things. And so, uh, you know, the idea of grace is that, you know, if you look at, uh, is to get to that place of, of peace uh, and without, without having to constantly be, punished and and um get you to the same place i guess okay all right okay okay very good well tim why don't we uh introduce ginger's portion because ginger's going to be talking about the enemies within the church dvd that uh, she was part of getting together and it that was the YouTube clip that we played last week where it showed that the Marxist ideas where they had infiltrated education about 10 years ago, we're now seeing it infiltrate our church. And then we took it a step further by showing what's going on and what's going on in the seminaries. Uh, that was also in the clip. But then we took it and showed you a, a general Google search of what those seminaries are now teaching. And it's not come to Jesus. Let Jesus set you free. You know, let his law be let his um, sacrifice for you be the grace that you need to get through life. It was no, let's be social justice warriors. So why don't we uh, play Ginger's clip? Okay. All right. Here it comes. It might be a little loud at first. I'm going to turn everything down. Okay. All right. We have a very special guest with us this morning. Um, We are pleasured to have with us Ginger Russell. She is an activist mom. She also contributed some behind the scenes, she tells me, to this film, Enemies Within the Church, which we're going to be inter- uh, interviewing um, Pastor Kerry Gordon, uh, who wrote the screenplay for this and gave all the information and everything. And that should be out tomorrow. That'll be Thursday. So don't miss that because I think that's going to be explosive. This, I watched the, uh, the, the documentary on Sunday 
And you're going to be blown away with how much Marxism is within the church and among even among people that you might think were good and godly men who knew the Bible. They're just succumbing to this stuff. And uh, and it's having a, a tremendous impact in the church. That's got to be, you know, as I say, the Bible says when the enemy comes in like a flood, the Lord will raise up a standard against it. So that's what we're looking to do here. We're not looking to be doom and gloom. We're looking to show you the problems and then say, go attack it, church. Deal with it the way the Bible says to do that. And to help us do that is uh, Ginger Russell. She's joining us uh, this morning. Good morning, Ginger. Good morning, Tim and Lynn. How are y'all doing? Doing great. I'm fine, Ginger. Yeah, Thank now, you Lynn, so much. Lynn, mm-hmm. you, you invited Ginger on. And so we want to get some information from her and you've got the right questions to ask her. So I'm going to turn it over to you. Okay. Well, Ginger, if you didn't know, last week we played the YouTube trailer to enemies within the church. And one of the things that struck us was the fact that it said, you know, where Marxism invaded education about 10 years ago. Now we're seeing it pop up in the church. And we know we we segued into how some of the seminaries are carrying on with the social justice and some of these other things. Now, I know that you've been able to connect the International Baccalaureate to the United Nations through some of my research, but through some of your own. But then you started started saying, wait a minute, it's not just in my school district. Here I'm finding it in my church. So if you would take it from how you found education to meet up with the church and you see it in the community. Okay. Um, it's It's been very heartbreaking to have to go through this experience. But as you know, back in 2012, I had discovered them in, implementing a uh, Common Core mm-hmm. into the state of Texas under the guise of C-Scope. That was the name that was used then. And uh, really, my mother discovered it and due to my political activism, sought my help. And so after much research, Senate hearings in Austin and all of this, you know, I just became to understand uh, the pedagogy of, of education and the mm-hmm. progressive nature it was taking of having kids draw new communist flags. Uh, the uh, um, the Boston Tea Party being a terrorist act, and I think mm-hmm. Glenn Beck picked up that story. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just I had, I was able to gain so much knowledge about the education and the way students are taught through that process. And a few years down the road, I'm at church and we're doing a Bible study by a lady at that time, Jen Hatmaker. Well, I had never heard of Jen Hatmaker, and. Uh, and I'm in the Bible study. When I first opened it up, it's it was marginalized in America. And I'm like, what is this? You mm-hmm. know, so I quit doing the study as a whole from, you know, I just went through the book and halfway through it had the ladies that participated finding their global footprint. And I just I almost hit the fan. I just was like, no, no, we can't have ladies at church doing this. This is, you know, and I became to understand what the social justice movement that had infiltrated my church, but the SBC, which is what I've I've been a member of for a long time. And what is that? The Southern Baptist Convention. Okay. Southern Baptist. I was, I'm a member of a Southern Baptist church. So okay. Anyway, do a long process. I, I figured out what was going on, and our uh, at the time our youth pastor and his wife were really caught up in this social justice movement and the promotion of critical race theory. Mm-hmm. And I just I was shocked at what was going on. But it was very, very, very difficult to try to educate 
not only my pastor, but others in the church about this social justice movement. And, uh, but I think I've made a lot of progress. Good. It, has, it hasn't come without a lot of tears and a lot of fighting, but right. uh, we've made it. And uh, it's very disheartening. And during that process, and I don't know how long you want me to continue, but uh, <laughs> I, okay. I, I discovered Judd Saul and the enemies within the church team. And so I flew up there three years ago to their fundraiser and uh, for the film with um, but Trevor Loudon was there, Carrie Gordon was there, who's the pastor you'll have on later. And we sat down and had dinner at the, at the meeting. And uh, I just got to know a lot of the men and the people behind the scenes that are also, you will see in the film. And so I just became a very heavy supporter of what they were doing. And so anxiously looked for the film to be released. You know, right. like, when's it right. coming out? So, right. Well, one I, more question, and I'm, I'll turn you back over to Tim because I'm yeah. sure he's got a lot of questions as well. But in your meeting with this pastor and these other people, and you're noticing all this, you know, so, social justice, which we know is not the biblical definition exactly. of what justice or social behavior is, but a very militant bully type mentality. Right. That goes with collectivism, which, of course, goes back to Marxism. But one of the things I wanted to ask was, did any of these people mention the roots for this? Because what Tim and I have found and broadcast on our show several times is that Louisiana covenant that Billy Graham and a lot of the other world leaders for religion came together in the 70s and signed it. And when they did that, at first it was you know, this, this big, nice movement for everyone to try to work together. But yeah. somewhere along the way, they went and united with the United Nations. And Tim has shown the image of the covenant and the website where it says, we're doing this because when we align with the UN, we're being Jesus's hand and feet to the world. Mm. You know, in all, all the you know, the lectures and the things I've been through, I know that that has been discussed and brought up. Okay. And uh, it just, there's a lot of wealth of knowledge behind the deception and the evilness behind all of this. And it's very disturbing, as you well know. And, right, and it is. Just the fight and trying to sound the alarm and, and, and be the watchman on the wall is a very difficult thing. And, it uh, is. And I think, you know, you do it. <laughs> it's a lonely place, let me it tell you. It is a lonely place. <laughs> it's but, heartbreaking, too. But but anyway. like, see, I can't keep quiet. Ginger, <laughs> well, Ginger let, me, let, me, let me ask a question here. You know, uh, one of the things, and, and by the way, just full disclosure here, though people know that I am Reformed Presbyterian as far as if you want to catalog my theology and stuff, it's, it would be found in that. Uh, but I was ordained in the Southern Baptist Church. My father is a Southern Baptist pastor, has been for you know, decades. And one of the things that really bothered me in the Southern Baptist Convention was they have a Baptist faith and message. That's their, that's allegedly that, you know, their faith statement, their, their doctrinal stance and stuff, but they don't enforce it on, on their, on the, the member churches. As long as you're paying, I don't know what it was, two, three, $400, you can have a vote and you can be a part of this and all that, which to me, um, smacks of the underlying thing of Marxism. Uh, because its foundation is economy, whereas if you have a Christian worldview, it's dealt with the law and justice. And so wow. one of the problems that I have, and, and it looks to me like this is what I saw in the film, is that they have no way of enforcing what they say they believe, nor do they desire to do that. And so we've seen for years the SBC sending missionaries out into the field 
who don't proclaim the true gospel. They're they're not calling men to repent from sin, and they've just let it go. And then they've let people in uh, the higher learning, the seminaries, and things of this nature that are questionable. You guys were pointing that out in the film. I mean, I yeah. I just I couldn't believe some of the stuff they were letting in there. Like, whoa, man, what are you guys doing? How do you yeah. how do you see that? Do you see that they're not that they they don't really believe what they say they believe? Yeah, at this point, yes, I do, and and. It's very disturbing. The churches are autonomous, you know, and uh, I serve on a committee at church right now where we're looking to get out of the SBC. And, uh, Amen. So, and so they, we put that together when we saw when they finally acknowledged the fact that we ha- there's a downfall in the SBC right now, like tremendously. And well, I think it's for, in all the mainstream denominations. The mainstream yeah. Yep. To, and I think the SBC was probably the, the last you know, to fall, I guess, you know, the Methodists have gone and all the Catholics are gone as far as. Oh, they went, they yeah, went a long, time, a long time ago. So yeah, we might as well go back to like 15, 1600s <laughs> where the Rome's where Rome went. Exactly. Yeah. Church of, but you know, Church of Christ has an office in the UN building headquarters in exactly. New York City. And it's like, come on, this is one of the most anti-God establishments known to man and you've got an office in their building the well the scriptures are clear about false prophets and yeah and people clothing in sheep clothing and they are popping up on every corner now with all these church plants movements acts 29 the gospel coalition you mm-hmm. know and, it, and it's so hard to educate people who i i call it the the Jesus movement or the love generation where they're not looking at the scriptures and seeing what right. they're actually teaching. They're out there protesting in the George Floyd protest and, and, and the more, and, you know, and joining the black lives matter movement all on the, you know, we, we are more loving. So yeah, we're more tolerant. Yes. We, because we tolerant. have to, yes, mm-hmm. we ha- we absolutely have to. So, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, well, thank you for, for participating with the um, people who put this movie out. I know you and your husband have been uh, big supporters of what I do, uh, what your mom has done. And I tell you, I had no clue your mom was such a rock star. Uh, but for those who don't know, if you remember the Janice Van Cleave science books that we homeschoolers absolutely oh, wow. adored. Yes, that's, that that's your mother. mom? That's her mother. Wow. Yeah, we've yeah. got some of those in our house, too. <laughs> yeah, that's my Absolutely. mom. That's that awesome. Fact, we're going to celebrate her 80th birthday this week. Wow. Morning. Well, tell her happy yes. birthday from the Sons of Liberty. Uh, yes, thank and you. thank you. T- tell her thank you from all of us how valuable her her non-agendatized science has been. <laughs> God bless you both, and thank you so much for All right, Ginger. Yeah, Ginger hang on, hang on, hang on. Let's not let her go just yet. We haven't got the 15 oh, okay. minutes out of the way yet. So. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, I, I, I'm, wanting to ask, I'm, I'm wanting to ask something else here. What is, what, what, is the, what is the focus? You're talking about your own church wanting to get out of the SBC, and I don't mean to pick on the SBC because the Presbyterians have had it in different stripes uh, of going mm-hmm. down this road of liberalism. And I'll tell you what, it all begins with questioning the scriptures. Mainly, it begins with qu- the, what I've seen over the years. It begins with questioning the creation. 
the creation yeah. account. And as soon as you get in there, and that's the thing you're talking, your mom was, you know, dealing with, with science and stuff. As soon as you get in there and we're seeing it in the culture, they want us to believe in their science. But the Bible, Paul writes to Timothy and he says, whoa, there's science falsely called. You need to be aware of that and oppose that. Mm-hmm. Um, when you're looking at these kinds of things and you're pointing them out and you guys are pointing them out in the film, what is the real goal that you're looking for? Are you looking to wake the people up who are the real believers within what's called the church um, and calling them out of that and calling them? Uh, to to repentance themselves, or is there a, is there a bigger? I don't want to use the term agenda, but you get what I'm saying. Is there a bigger goal that you're looking for in that? Well, I want to make a note here. I I wasn't real involved in the production of the film. You know, Judd saw the producer. I would send him information, maybe on the Texas Gospel Coalition or something in relation to the film. As far as the production itself. You know, I, w- I didn't have a lot of input. Uh, okay. But I, I, from the gist of the film, which I'm really glad, we're trying to wake up the believers and especially pastors to, to get out and speak about what's going on. Educate your flock and to understanding the times of what's going on and what we're dealing with. You know, that's been my hope is that pastors would wake up and educate the church as to what we're living in, the, this Marxist revolution that's even flowing through our churches and uh and the believers are so deceived by it you know they they they've caught on to this social justice activism and they're not seeing the true salvation of Jesus Christ and uh it's by grace alone and and not by trying to make all these social issues uh and the healing all the so I'm not saying don't be involved socially you know God wants justice that's right you know Social justice is not biblical. Justice That's right. Blind. That's right. 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 So anyway, I'm hoping to really wake up the believers in the church as to what's going on in the, in the, in the church today. Amen. Right. Amen. Absolutely. Well, Ginger, we appreciate you joining us. I'll close it out there. Uh, we appreciate you joining us. And, uh, you know, I'm thinking of, you know, passages of Scripture you may sort of alluded to, but, you know, the Bible says that Satan transforms himself into an angel of light, and we shouldn't be surprised that his ministers do the same thing. And I think people, if you guys want to pick up this this uh, documentary, uh, Enemies Within the Church, uh, you would be wise to do that to see what's going on. Some of the faces you'll recognize, you already know them as false teachers and and such. And some you'll see and you'll go, really? Oh, okay. In fact, we had to take on uh, Al Mohler for pushing the the, the Depop shot uh, because no biblical basis for it and uh, and playing the politics. And look, we want to be involved in in uh, being the moral compass for the for the uh, civil government, I think that's our role as the church. It's not to be the government; is to to influence that and to point them in the right direction. And that is part of kingdom work. We're to teach the nations what to obey all that Jesus commanded. Right? That's the command for mm-hmm. us to do. And so we want to do that. Ginger, thank you again for joining us. And uh, back to the regularly scheduled program. Okay. Okay. All right. There we are. And uh, Lynn, you and uh, Jake's comments. Okay, Jake, if you would, uh, what did you find that uh, I know that Ginger brought up some of the very same things that you did. And of course, since she pre-taped it, she didn't know that that was going to happen. So what have you noticed in higher education as far as a lot of this movement, uh, and especially with the uh, Noah Hyde and the what you found with the technocracy, and if you would also bring in the article that you sent me that was your latest. 
Well, you're you're you muted there, Jake, for some reason. <laughs> there you go. Sorry about that. Sorry about that. That's okay. Um, yeah. So you know, I I wrote about um, Schneerson in my book, and in particular, I wrote about him uh, in a chapter with reference to uh, Kushner at the time, and mm-hmm. uh, I was looking at uh, Kushner's and the Kushner family's uh, ties to Kabbalah. And Kushner was also uh, the head of the Office of American Innovation. And in this office, they had a a council of various big tech moguls. Um, And it's been a while since I went through that, uh, since I I reviewed that chapter. So I don't want to name people and get them mixed up because I'm also Trump Trump had two tech tech councils. Mm -hmm. And my, my mind has them all mixed up in there. But all the big names, you know, Bill yeah. Gates and, and Musk and stuff like that, and, and those those people. Uh, and I also looked at, you know, the, the in Kabbalah they've had uh, some of these, uh, basically the the um, these this prophecy of this this new age and um, basically the way that technology ties into it and sort of relates to this idea that uh, Ray Kurzweil had the age of, of spiritual machines. Now at, at the college itself, I don't really, you don't hear a lot about Schneerson. Uh, and actually when I wrote about it, I didn't even realize, uh, and the no high law thing wasn't really big at the time. So it just right. wasn't on my radar, but, but it's in, you know, it's, it's tied to those agreements. Uh, it's like education day, I mm-hmm. believe is what it's called. Um, that, that celebrates uh, Schneerson, and uh, that's that's the rabbi uh, that that uh, you know is 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 invoked in this uh, Noahide uh, stuff, and so you don't really see a lot of that you know explicitly promoted in the um, in the um, in the in the colleges at the at the departmental level at least where at least where I teach, mm-hmm. um, but uh, to tie it into sort of some of the stuff that she talked about with the um, you know, the, the uh, social justice type stuff and, and sort of, uh, uh, you know, to, to relate it back to what we talked about in terms of making man his own God. I mean, basically the ethic is, is you know, uh, not just a, a, an economic ethic, um, as, as Tim noted, but it's, it's also basically a social ethic, right? It's not mm-hmm. a spiritual ethic. It's, it's not uh, basically you know, the golden rule, natural law and, and God's moral code. It's basically this, it's a dialectical thing about how to balance all the different identity groups together. Um, and wow. so, um, so if I could, so if I could also, you know, tie that back into this idea of um, to, to better clarify what I was, what I was trying to get at with the, the idea of, of social credit, uh, the, the idea yes. of having a social ethic, basically, you know, uh, mitigated this, this, you know, the social justice sort of regulated by social credit algorithms. Uh, the, I, to, 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 if you're behaving a certain way, you know, if you're following the law because you're afraid you're going to be punished, that is not the same as following God's law and the moral law in order to be cleaved, you have your heart cleaved to God. And so in one, you're basically just doing, you're behaving for a social reward. And then in the other, you're doing something that's right because it's right. Right. And that's what grace and forgiveness uh, enables, right. It's not just retribution sort of begets retribution, punishment and reward, as opposed to you're doing the right thing out of your own heart, supposed to transform the heart. That's the spirit of the laws. 
Well, Jake, the, well, the Bible, the Bible, you. the Bible says that we love Him because why? He first loved us. That's what you're saying. It's a it's a response of love. Grace enables us to love God because of the fact He loved us and demonstrated that love in sending His Son, the Lord Jesus, to die for sinners such as us. Right. Well, in the archives for today, and Tim, I sent this in the email if you want to show this. It's the um, Inside Higher Ed article, and it's talking about how the Chabad movement is growing across America in college campuses. And it's called the name of the article is called The Allure of Chabad on Campus. And it says here that the Chabad centers on college campuses has skyrocketed since 2000. Now, this article just came out on the 7th of January of this year. And it's being spearheaded by a Jewish uh, uh, Chabad Lubavitch movement that is centered at the University of Illinois at Urbana-Champaign. And so the article goes in to tell you, oh, this is where we started, and this is the allure. And Jake, it's really interesting that you bring up what you just did, because that's exactly where this center is coming in and saying, okay, yeah, we're going to do this to comply with these man-made laws, not the scriptural laws. And so that's part of the allure that Ginger was also talking about, that the church is fallen victim to with, okay, let's get involved in the social issues, but let's point out, as you have, it's not that we're not supposed to be active because God did tell us, hey, I've got a mission for you, and that's to get out there and be my hands and feet and bring others to me. He never said that we would be uh, saving them. That's his job, but he did call us to be active in our communities, and I'm so glad you brought it up with the social credit because That's exactly what China has already put into place. We know that's where America is going. And we know that the algorithms that are being assessed on our kids, no matter what level of education they are, as you've seen in higher education, it's meaning to divide, conquer, reward, and punish. Yeah. And, you know, the thing about, you know, the the social justice movement, I guess, to to put it, you know, uh, to use a sort of a biblical framework. It's basically trying to practice the golden rule without God. But this is basically like a a Masonic principle. So if you look at stuff Mm -hmm. like you go back to, uh, uh, you know, the old Illuminati documents that are broken down in uh, John Robeson's Proofs of a Conspiracy, which is, you know, 1798. So after Vice, uh, one of his couriers, you know, died and they found the letters and, you know, the names of, uh, you know, uh, the code names of all the people like Vice Hopped and uh, uh, oh, he always escapes my mind. He wants to say Gottlieb, but that's not it. Goethe, right? These people, right? Um, what was if if he what was discovered in those documents was this idea of uh, you know they would use the term brotherly love and, and brotherhood, right? Universal brotherhood, right? Mm-hmm. But but they were also very much against the church, right? So it was brotherhood without God, but you can't really have a moral code without a metaphysic and you can't have a metaphysic without a transcendent principle or a transcendent truth. And you can't have that without God. And so uh, to have the golden rule without God is basically, again, it's about self-worship and it's about basically trying to set up the rules in a way where, you know, where your, your passions and your desires do basically where do as thou wilt is sort of facilitated by a larger community. Yeah. Yeah, And it's interesting you brought that up because Tim, we brought that up last week when we showed the uh, video for the new one world religion headquarters there in Dubai, where they were using a 
a mockery of the golden rule to be their justification for this common purpose. Well, yeah, and I, I think, uh, Jake, you were just hitting on it just now. Mm-hmm. It Actually, instead of Christianity or a, a cult version of Christianity, it's actually practical Satanism because it says we can do this without God. We don't have to hear from God. We are God. We are the gods within. We can make up our own rules. As you were, you were quoting there, I was thinking of uh, Aleister Crowley. You said, you know, do what thou will will be the whole of the law. And if you go to a real practicing Satanist today— we're not talking about people who drink blood and do all this stuff. They'll say, well, you can do whatever you want as long as you don't hurt anybody, however they define that as hurting someone, and they leave the Creator out as though they're not offending Him and uh, breaking His law, First John 3, 4, and sinning and transgressing against the law. So I think that's that's exactly what it is. A lot of people have this idea of Satanists as these you know spooky guys in hoods and hiding somewhere. In a, practical Satanism is even the garden. She believed the devil and obeyed him over God and what he said to do. And what was that over? A piece of fruit she ate. So I think that was a, that was a great to, to tie that in there. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, Tim, I don't know if we have time to show the last two clips, but it very much yep. lends itself to the conversation that we're having. And I would love to have Jake's input on this. But this uh, particular um, video will be in the archives. It's 30 minutes. It's about an hour or 30 minutes. I, I, I really was throwing it together so much last night after a really hectic day that I didn't do my due diligence to see exactly how long it is. Point of it is, it's going to be longer than what we have time for, but we're interested in two timestamps. The first one begins at 2.38 and will end at 5.38, and then the second one will be 6.53 to 7.54. All right, here it comes. Here we see that a Jew who simply does what he's supposed to do he davens, and he's facing to the east, he's facing to Jerusalem. And because of this, someone who's non-Jewish is inspired by the Jews' fervor and by the Jews' sincerity. And therefore, the non-Jew or the Noahide, now he also wants to pray to God. And this is really the responsibility of every Jew. As the Rambam says that every Jew has the obligation to teach the nations of the world the Noahide laws. So we continue now with the law of Leitirzach. And that is the law of the prohibition against murder. For the Torah says in the book of Genesis chapter 9, that one who spills the blood of another person, his blood shall be spilled by man, implying that a court of law has the right and the obligation to put the murderer to death. Now, when we talk about murder, this is not only a person who shoots another person with a gun, but anyway, that you put a person to death and you cause a loss of life, this is the category of murder. So if you poison somebody, or you trap somebody, or you lock someone in a room and do not allow them to eat, all these go into the category of murder. Furthermore, the prohibition of abortion for a woman 
A woman cannot abort her child according to Noahide laws. Even if, God forbid, she was forced to have the child, she was raped, and she doesn't feel comfortable carrying this child, according to Noahide law, she's not allowed to abort the child. Even if the child is going to be born sick, she's not allowed to abort the child. The only time a woman is allowed to abort the child in Noahide law is if the child is going to put her life in danger. Wow. And then the child has a law of a pursuer, a redef, one who's running after you to kill you. If someone is chasing <laughs> you and is trying to kill you, you are allowed to kill that person first. So here, if the child is in the womb of the mother and will cause, God forbid, the mother to die, then you have to first kill that baby. Wow. Okay. So look, I, I'm I'm That's with him. The, yeah. I'm with him on the Genesis nine thing. Or Genesis, yeah, Genesis nine. I, I'm with him. The Bible does say that. Everybody knows I uphold the death penalty. I'm very specific and very strict on that as far as how we how we institute that. But it, it sounded like okay, there are some things that are fine there, and then he comes up and says, "Oh, but we can we can kill an innocent baby. He's running after you to kill you. What in the world is going on there, Lynn? Well, it's like we've we've discussed before, Tim, on our shows exposing how this is being taught that you, okay, we're going to act and sound like God's law, but then here's that little caveat that's going to open Pandora's box into things that are so not in the scripture. Jake, what do you think about that clip? Well, I mean, it's, it sounds to me more, again, like to go back to this idea of, of grace, right? So, like, just let's use this concept of murder, right? So when the Mosaic Law came about, right, it was eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth, right? Mm-hmm. And so that was basically to uh, mitigate what otherwise would have been, like, revenge killing. So if somebody kills somebody else, and then that person's brother or family member comes and kills the person that killed them, but they also killed the rest of the family, right? And so the retribution would be, like, excessive. And so the idea of eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth was supposed to, like, you know, make it even, right? So retribution, but the idea of forgiveness and grace, right? And Jesus died for us, right? The idea is that, because ultimately, right, that just keeps going around and around, right? It's just, you have to keep trying to balance the scales, keep, keep trying to balance the scales. And so, uh, you know, it just it's it's it sounds very um, you know devoid of grace, right? And and in grace, right, you you're you're willing to basically sacrifice yourself, right, to to not kill somebody else, right? I mean, that's that's what I would say about that. Right. Well, again, as we've seen with the Noahide laws, they're going to divide and conquer, and they're going to shift the definition of what is murder, what is abortion to fit these precise needs. We saw it over the having sex with children. You know, Bible's very clear about that. But in Noahide's system, it says, okay, these children are okay to have sex with. These are the ones you can't have sex with. That's going to twist pedophilia six ways to Sunday. Uh, let's go to the, the next clip. It's even shorter, but it's like, uh, it's going to really wow you. So let's do that last one, Tim. It's interesting to note that the Mishnah tells us that man was created alone. In other words, if you look into the Bible and you look at the story of creation, you see that God created pods, 
He created species. He created entire sects of, of birds, of mammals, of animals, of insects. Yet, when it came to the creation of man, the Torah says God created only one man, Adam. Adam happened to be a male and a female together. But he only created one what person. In the world? He did not create a family. He did not create a nation. He did not create a species. So the question is why? And the Mishnah tells us to teach us that if you kill one person, you have destroyed the entire world. Oh man, that's double talk right there. And furthermore, to teach us that if you save the life of one person, you have saved the entire world. Okay, all right. So, okay, that sounds like the stuff that comes out of the Quran because that's where, obviously, uh, Muhammad got that, and we heard Barack Obama, Sator Sabarka, talk about that stuff. This idea that he says, well, he didn't create a nation, but then he's going to go and say, well, if you kill one man, you're going to kill the whole world. I mean, the double talk here, this is a devil, and by the way, he can't keep himself still to save his life to talk. I, I don't know what's up with that. But uh, what, what's your comments, guys? Jake, I'm going to let you go first on this one. <laughs> um, well, you know, I'm, you know I, I, I don't really know what to make of, uh, you know, sort of the conflation of one man to all men. But it, the, the idea of, uh, uh, you know, Adam being man and woman is uh, it's not something that, I've, uh, that I'm aware of. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Nor is the Bible. <laughs> I, I know. But I can you know, yeah. Yeah, but can you see how this movement, which has very specifically attached itself to education, brought forth the fruit which we're seeing now about all this confusion? It, it, it's so clear. It really, really is. And I hope people pick up on that, because if you'll remember, the reason Carter brought in the Noahide uh, laws in a proclamation was to give the illusion that the Noahide was the 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 religious foundation for America, not the not the uh, actual foundation for our Christian p- principles, but this this trumped up farce, and then they declared it uh, a day as ed- a day for education because everyone needed to be culturally educated. Yeah, Lynn, in- can you can you hang on yes. a second? Can, sure. we'll, we'll go over just a couple of minutes. Let you guys finish. I'm sure. going to give you about ten seconds each. Tell us tell people where they can find out more about you guys. Okay, Jake, go first. So you can check me out at my website, schoolworldorder.info, and I'm on Twitter, uh, Professor Dallas, and then also on Telegram. I believe it's either, I just set it up to you, School World Order, mm-hmm. Dallas Professor, it's one or the other. Yep. Uh, and so those are the places that you can uh, check me out. Okay, Lynn, real quick. CommonCoreDiva.com. All right, you guys on Red State Talk Radio, if you want to finish, we're just going to be here just a couple of minutes. Head over to SonsLibertyMedia.com and. Uh, New pawpaw here. Yeah, we'll talk to you in the morning, 6 a.m. See ya. Okay, yeah, I, I meant to make mention of that before. My daughter told me to hold my breath until they put it out, and they made me wait. Do you know how, how, how long Denise and I want grandkids, have wanted grandkids, and now we've got one. I'm not saying we're going to be one because God's already put that life in the womb, and uh, our understanding is she, uh, my daughter is about eight weeks along, so somewhere around August or so. Uh, we're going to see that little person uh, that God is knitting in the womb that he knew before the foundations of the world. 
Wow. That's what the Bible tells us, that, he, that yep. he knows us before we're formed in our mother's womb, and, um, and, and we're hoping that God will use that little life uh, to glorify him. Anyway, that's some exciting news for me. I meant to bring it in at the first, but I just wanted to get that it in is. there. So, uh, okay, so let me let you finish your thoughts on what we just watched here with this guy. And there's more like this. You, you know, we talked about some of the writings of some of the rabbis that they could mm-hmm. rape children, even little boys, and yep. because they're quote-unquote, and again, I'll give parents five, four, three, two, one. If you're listening to this, cover little ears or whatever. If they're anally raped, then they're still considered virgins. I mean, this is mm-hmm. some twisted stuff that comes out of this whole Babylonian, Talmud, Jewish, Antichrist kind of system. That That's what's going on. Yeah, yeah. and the, the danger is, as I was saying before the break, that because... Uh, Schneerson and Carter targeted this to be pumped into uh, education systems. This is why we're seeing so many of these these negative fruits that came from this false belief system that have now really just ruined our nation. And it's our time to, you know, to really wake people up, as Ginger was saying, get our pastors woken back up because, you know, you can only follow a fallacy so long before it hits you in the face. That's right. Jake, I want to ask you a question uh, because of what you were you were saying there uh, with reference to him. And I thought the same thing. Uh, and Mr. Wood. <laughs> Wordsworth said, God made Eve from Adam's rib. There wasn't a woman trapped in his body. Do you, you know, I'm reminded of years ago where um, I've got a tape series over here for those of you who might be a little younger and you don't know what a cassette tape is. Okay, that's that little thing that every time your tape player would eat it, you got to take the pencil and wrap it back up and all that. Um, I've got a cassette tape that I need to make digitized, and I notice there's a lot of the they call themselves Christians, but they're these word faith people like Benny Hinn, Kenneth Copeland, all these you know false teachers who are out there. And one of the things that they would talk about was they would say basically that same kind of concept. And then on top of that, they would say, God made Adam, and he was the man. And then they would say, then he made from him the woman, or they would say the man with the womb or the womb man. That's how they would pronounce it. Do you see any of this tying in with what's going on with the alleged transgender? I don't think there is such a thing, but the alleged transgender kind of movement too? Yeah, and it, and it, and it basically ties into transhumanism as, as well, right? And so, and, and also, you know, if you've ever seen the Baphomet, which is, you know, which is the god of the Freemasons and the Knights Templar, uh, you know, it's that that goat thing, you know, with the wings and mm-hmm. the, it's, it's, it's got both both parts of a male and a female. Okay. Uh, and so at the same time, you know, to, to tie that in with the, the idea of, you know, transhumanism, you know, if, if, if there's no biological basis to your identity, right, this whole idea of non-binary, well, then what makes, what makes your body or your biology any different from the rest of biology and the rest of nature, right? What makes it different from, a plant or an animal and ultimately what makes it different from, you know, the various uh, chemical elements that you can extract. In other words, if you, what makes you different from the raw materials that make a computer, 
right? So, so if, if we can sort of blur the lines between what makes a man and a woman, if we can sort of, you know, uh, eliminate the, the biological component to that, well, then basically you're, you're no different than uh, anything else out there. Everything is just sort of raw material, or you can think of it as like data, right? You can just think of it as, you know, everything is just zeros and ones. So you, what's the difference between you identifying as, if I'm a man, what's the difference between me identifying as a woman? Or what's the difference between me identifying as a computer or a cyborg? Or what's the difference between me identifying as my avatar in the metaverse, right? Which, right. And so all of that sort of goes together. And, I, and it seems to me that that, it, that it's uh, sort of intentional, right? I mean, it's a sort of way to like, you know, reshape reshape the consciousness and you know the whole idea of the metaverse ties back into this idea this this gnostic christian idea which is ultimately ties into all these mystery schools which is occult and satanic and that was you know in the in the garden story uh the gnostics they just they flip it around right and so for them uh god is the is the bad character and lucifer is the savior and you know god imprisoned adam in the garden and lucifer came the light bearer with the knowledge of good and evil and through the fruit of the tree of knowledge he liberated adam from the prison right and so uh, of the garden and so gnostics all believed that that this world is a prison and you had to get out of this world either through like asceticism or like through like transcendental meditation or psychedelics, or sometimes they would indulge the senses. And some of that would be basically sex magic. Okay. But the idea was that you had to get out of this world and into this, to this other, you know, the, the, the true, the transcendent, some, some sort of other world. And so, you know, that's basically what your metaverse is, right? It's a place where you can identify as anything you want. You can basically be your own God. You can basically make your own, your own environment, right? You can, you know, buy or program new, uh, new properties, so to speak, and you can be anything you want. And so, you know, I, I think there's a, you know, I'm not, I don't think I'm conflating the relationship between the three. Right. And that's where the Gaia comes in. Because that's, you know, lending itself to, okay, we're not decent as humans, so we need to go worship trees and nature. And so you're, and Tim, you've brought this up before. It promotes the idea of worshiping nature, not the creator. Yeah, well, that's what Romans 1 says that, that happens to a people who are in rebellion against God. They won't honor him as God. And people, you can go read it for yourself. And then you see what it looks like. And we have, you know, I, I noticed in the in the film uh, that we're going to be having Pastor Kerry on to talk about tomorrow, uh, you know, they have this uh, this youth pastor, <laughs> whatever that is, uh, who, who says that he's a sodomite, and then he's living with a guy who is a youth pastor who's straight, and the, the, the thing that I was just like, the, 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 the sodomite guy is saying, we're going to do this, and he plans on getting married and have a family, and when they get married, then we'll discuss that with the wife. I'm like... Nah, dude, you have nothing to do with that. And what and what church allows these people to be in it when they're clearly against the scripture? Read Romans one. 
It doesn't say God loves you if you're engaged in sodomy or lesbianism. It says God has turned you over to that sin because you won't honor him as that. And there's a whole list of sins that follow elsewhere, too, where he turns people over to those things. And so instead of us justifying it and say, God loves me in my sin no matter what, we need to be those who say, wait a minute, God has said this is sin, which means transgression of the law, and therefore the gospel message, the kingdom message, is that we must repent, which means first we change our mind about how we're thinking about that, and how we're trying to justify our sin before God. And the other is we agree with him that it is sin, that it is lawless, lawlessness, and we abandon that sinful lifestyle. And uh, in that, w- the reason we do is because God has set his grace upon us. If, if we're not abandoning sin, if we're not bothered by it, if we're trying to just all the time justify it, we can rest assured we've never been forgiven of our sins. That's for sure. Do you guys got a final word you want to chip in? Uh, Lynn, I'll let you go first. Ladies first. Well, thank you so much, uh, Jake. Thank you so much for taking time to join us again. Um, and if you would remind folks uh, of your book and if they're interested, because it does tie into everything we've talked about today. Yeah, so it's School World Order. Uh, you can get it at Trying Day Books. It's on my website. It's a link that goes straight to Trying Day. Uh, I believe there's in the making to be translated into Japanese. Uh, there's a, a firm that reached out, and so uh, that's I, I that's that's should be happening sometime soon. And so um, so yeah, you can pick that up there. And I've been writing for Unlimited Hangout, sort of expanding on what's in the book. And so, you know, uh, keeping sort of up to date, especially now in the, you know, the, the new normal land. And so, um, so yeah, you can check that out there. Well, congratulations on the translation. That is absolutely wonderful. Well, let me just say, folks, that uh, next week we are going to be uh, looking into the push from the federal government to open up more community-wide mandates and um, uh, almost Nazi-like regimes through education. And if in the meantime, you want to check out my blog, commoncordiva.com. You can find me on all the usual social media outlets. I will say that I do have a pressing financial need for the Common Cordiva to continue to film for Breaking News Journal TV, which has graciously given me a channel. So if you wish to help offset that financial need, I do have a secure donate button on my website. And as always, prayer support is so needed for not just ourselves, our families, but for the time in which we're living. All right, Lynn and Jake, we appreciate you joining us this morning. I'll say goodbye to you off air. Don't forget, Bradley's on at 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central, sonsoflibertymedia.com, right side of the page. And uh, Lord willing, we're going to air the interview with Pastor Kerry Gordon, Enemies Within the Church. Uh, He's a screenwriter for that tomorrow. Look, I'm telling you, we were having church, just me and him, okay? You don't want to miss that. Join us then. See you.